0: Dog Speak Geeks. Nikki here. I hope you are having a wonderful new year. Um, it's, we have so many exciting things coming up and the one thing I will say I'm sad about is that I am doing this episode by myself. Um, I really miss doing the episodes with Brett as much as I know you guys are missing her as well. Uh, but she'll be on for a special guest at some point and I will have Gray and Alicia on here. Alicia and I are actually going to be recording a nail trimming podcast so keep your eyes out for that one. So today I do want to talk just a little bit. I'm going to do kind of a quick episode here for you guys especially for the new puppy owners, or let's just say new dog owners, because I know at Christmas time, a lot of people will get puppies. They may go and adopt uh, because they think, hey, you know what? I'm off for a couple of weeks. uh, So this might be a good time to bring in a new family member. And if you've done that, congratulations. I am so glad that you have brought in a new four-legged friend into your home. Now, I want to, I'm going to talk about a couple of, say different ages if you brought in puppies if you brought in adolescents adult or even a senior dog so let's start out with the probably the easiest Um, if you brought in a senior dog then pat yourself on the back and just love on that dog forever but also know that that senior dog may come with a little bit of trauma a little bit of behavior problems uh, that may not come out at first you may see them in a couple of weeks Uh, But don't fret. There's nothing broken. There's nothing wrong. Um, If we need to help you, reach out to us. We'll be happy to help you. Um, But adult, I mean, senior dogs are fairly easy. Usually the health issues are what you have to look for. So get them um, on a really good diet. I would focus on their gut health to start with. And I would just simply spend a couple of weeks getting to know each other, getting to know what likes or dislikes, where they enjoy being petted, where they like to lay, maybe even what their favorite enrichment items are. Now, if you've got an adult similar, you're probably going to get an adult that has maybe some trauma, uh, some uh, maybe good obedience skills, maybe not. Uh, They may have been trained using aversive techniques, so they may have a little fear to learning. So again, let's take a couple of weeks to decompress, uh, allow the dog to learn its new environment, and see if there's any type of issue that your dog may be having that would be trauma-related. So again, I want to look deeper than just behavior um, as far as, say, let's say obedience. I really hate that term, but... I want, I don't want to focus on getting my dog to respond with, to obedience commands if I have an adult dog, because I really want to just back up and look at the dog's personality and look at the inner emotions that may be coming out externally, but they're typically inner emotions, I think if you jump into obedience training, especially if a dog has had uh, negative associations through learning and with learning, then you might have a harder time creating that true bond and relationship. So I would spend even up to a month just hanging with your dog. Go sit and hang somewhere. Read a book with your dog. Um, just watch TV. Don't have any expectations. Take your dog out to where you guys are just sitting in the car watching people walk by. Little things that you can do just to start bonding with your dog. Uh, You know I don't I used to say go do some hand feeding um, and really get the dog start thinking and using their brain but I would rather now just sit back and allow my dog's system to decompress Almost, it's almost like resetting the dog's brain in preparation to learn new life. You don't know what this dog went through prior. You don't know what your dog has as far as associations with, say, watching sports. Uh, maybe they watched, uh, they lived in a home where when people watched sports, they threw things and screamed things or threw things at the TV and it scared the dog. So the dog hearing sports on TV may have an issue, Uh, may want to go hide, may not want to stay in that room. So it's just little things, uh, spending the first month truly just getting to know your dog, getting your dog to know the environment. And Keeping a journal uh, because uh, this is a new relationship. You don't know this dog. This dog doesn't know you, doesn't know your routines, doesn't know anything um, except past learning. So spend some time just writing things down and really, truly getting to know your dog and think about what the best setup is for you and your dog. Does your dog need a spa room? Does your dog uh, need to learn to be social with people because of your environment Does the dog need to have doggy friends? So it's, again, just learning more about the dog itself and figuring out how you can help this dog have um, the best remainder of his life, no matter what, you know, age that looks like. But just, again, getting the dog to decompress and kind of get ready to learn this new life um, that he's in and probably a much better life than he came from. But here's the thing guys not all dogs that are adopted in adult age have been through trauma. Not all dogs are you know ended up in the shelter or rescue based on behavior problems. It could be that the owner had issues. The owner had behavior problems. Maybe his owner passed away. There are a lot of reasons. So don't assume, don't automatically think that you know what this dog has gone through. Start fresh learning about the dog that is in front of you and learning about the dog that's in front of you in this environment, which is probably going to be very different than the environment the dog has been in. Now, Let's talk, and when I say adult, I probably should have said this in the beginning. When I say adult, anything over the age of two, basically. Sometimes two and a half, but we'll say two. Now I want to talk about that adolescence, which is about six to seven months up to that two, two and a half year old mark. This is where a lot of people are adopting. They're adopting a lot of adolescent dogs. um, And this is where you're probably going to have the majority of the problems, Um, Even puppies are going to be easier. Adolescence is hard. Um, With adolescence, you're dealing with a dog who um, doesn't have the complete development of the brain, uh, doesn't have the ability to take the emotions that it's feeling and make good decisions. Um, It has probably been in a secure attachment relationship, and now that relationship is gone. And so the dog doesn't know. Uh, you know what this life is about so an adolescent even though it's a young dog can come in with already some trauma uh, can uh, come in with some behavior problems because a lot of dogs are relinquished in that adolescent phase because it's a hard phase it's a hard thing for dogs to go through uh, and it's hard for owners but as if we can start understanding what our dog is going through um then we can have empathy, we can have patience, because let's face it, if you're over the age of, we'll say, 18, you have gone through adolescence. And if you can remember what that felt like and how everything was multiplied, right? Um, you broke up, a, a, a guy broke up with you, and you would only dated for like two weeks, um, that love of your life in that, in that moment is devastating, right? Because that's all you know of the world right now, and you don't know how to deal with those emotions. And so I just really want you guys to, to have that patience when you're dealing with an adolescent. So there are things that I recommend doing with an adolescent when you get them in to the home, and, um, and that's going to be setting up, a nice spa room, um, so their own little bedroom, because we want to ensure they have a place to learn how to decompress, to learn how to regulate emotions, um, and they need a place to just chill without the energy of a new home, I guess you could say, especially if that home has children. So, a good spa room is going to be great for that, Um, and understanding that Your dog may come in the first couple of weeks looking great and perfect, but then you're probably going to run into some behavior things, mostly manners, mostly jumping, mouthing, chewing, biting, maybe even housebreaking issues. You can deal with those on an individual basis. That is not long-lasting issues. These are just simple things to help the dog learn Um, to chew on the proper items, right? You might have to use like a playpen and put proper items to chew on in there if you can't supervise. So it's helping the dog learn the things that he should have learned as a puppy, but probably did not. And it's just more in your face because the dog is typically bigger and older and you expect more. Uh, But, uh, you know, for dogs that are relinquished uh, in an adolescent phase, oftentimes didn't get taught the appropriate behaviors as a puppy, which is why the previous owners probably relinquished them because they just thought the dog would magically learn. Um, you know, but again, that's not always the case. It could be something happened financially, something happened within the family. So I don't automatically assume negative and bad things, but I do have it in my mind that there are A lot of things that could come up with an adolescent dog. Now if you have a puppy you're in great shape. If you adopted a puppy um, you're you're probably really tired right now and sleepy but you have the easiest um, other than the seniors you have the easiest of setting a good schedule, making sure that your dog is isolation, um, has isolation for long-term and short-term. So that means a crate, a playpen, so where the dog can go when you cannot supervise, there are proper items to chew on, dogs not roaming around the house and just chewing on things uh, that they're not supposed to be chewing on or that could be dangerous for them to chew on. Uh, Plus it helps with housebreaking. Uh, So as a puppy, you really want to focus on that housebreaking teaching them where to go, how to hold it, and how to tell you. We prefer using bells on the door. Of course, if you're using like a playpen, you could put a bell inside of that. Uh, But really, I would rather you just have a schedule for your housebreaking so that you know when the dog needs to go out. Um, And at the same time, teaching your dog how to tell you by ringing the bell every time you take them out. And um, teaching the pup the appropriate location to potty right are you using puppy pads don't recommend that unless you have a very tiny dog under like three to five pounds it's going to that you're okay to pee in the house Um, and I'm going to get back to that in just a second Uh, but you need to get them out to the grass if that's where they're going to be pottying limiting their options when they are out there to potty make sure you're rewarding them outside after they potty not waiting until you come in and keep in mind that if you do need some virtual support, we are offering monthly Zooms to where you can come in and ask your puppy questions, um, or even young adult questions, or just basic manner questions. Because I know that puppy is really cute and fun, but that cuteness can wear off when there's potty issue, uh, when there is a potty issue. Now, if you are going to do puppy pads and you're going to have your dog ping in the house, look. I think we should do it the way that we do with cats, and we put a specific area as a potty station. Uh, you put down your puppy pads. Maybe you put it, um, you put in some canine grass, indoor potty system. There's a little playpen around it, and it's out of the way. Don't just have puppy pads all over your house. Don't just have puppy pads laying out in your bathroom, right? you got to look at this. This is going to be a 15 to 20-year Um, you know thing that you have if you're going to do indoor potty system and so you want to make it as convenient for the dog but also doable for the household Um, and just having pads all over is not um, it's not sanitary and it's not good for the dog. The dog needs to have a place where he can go. This is where I go potty. This is my area. And you can have multiple stations if you have a large home, but just make it a specific area that this is where the dog potties. Instead of pads just being thrown everywhere and the dog's like, well, I don't know. You know, hey, this is a soft towel on the floor. Is this supposed to be a potty place? I think I'll potty here. And then people get mad. So, Let's make it a little bit easier on our dogs and create a potty system or indoor system if that's what you want. Now, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about that because there's we have a lot of resources on it and you can find resources just about anywhere on housebreaking. Uh, but if you are bringing in a puppy, uh, you'll also want to focus on teaching them what to chew on, making sure they understand that biting your hands are not appropriate, that there are toys for that. And making sure that you get your puppy on a schedule to where they learn how to regulate their emotions early. You put them down for naps even if they don't want them. Why? Because you're upper management. You know more. And so you have to help these dogs out. Don't assume that a dog at six months of age knows when he needs a nap. It's like saying that we um, are going to assume a one-year-old child knows when they need to lay down for a nap. So be sure that... You are setting up the environment correctly for the dog that you bring in. You are allowing decompression. You are guiding the dog and being upper management and helping this dog learn its new environment, the new rules and new expectations, but not too quickly. Don't forget that dog has been thrown into a new environment prior. They may have been in another home. They may have been in a shelter. They may have been... Um, In a foster care to where they were around a bunch of other dogs, but not a ton of human interaction. So you really want to just take some time to learn the dog. That's going to help you know what the next best steps are. And I can tell you that typically, and I'm going to say, I'm going to throw out my 95%. 95% of the time when a new dog comes into a home, We do not recommend that you immediately start obedience training. Obedience training is not the end-all be-all. Obedience training is not what every dog needs. If you can truly meet your dog's needs, give good enrichment, communicate clearly with your dog, Know your dog and understand your dog. Capturing good behavior on a normal basis just because you have a good relationship, you'd be surprised at how little obedience training you need. Does your dog need to know some commands? Absolutely. For safety purposes, absolutely. But does teaching obedience commands automatically make a good dog? Absolutely not. If you don't have a relationship with that dog, then... Your command words that you use are likely to be ignored because there's no real motivation to do it unless you're threatening with correction and using fear or pain. And that's why we say you you want to, you know, avoid the use of a versus because you don't even have to have a relationship to use that to teach, All right? I'm just going to threaten you and I'll get you to do whatever I want. But to get a dog to comply with the things you need them to do without the use of fear, pain, or aversive tools, you have to have a relationship. And a relationship means communication, trust. So there's that secure attachment. You both have to feel safe. You have to feel safe. The dog has to feel safe. The environment needs to feel safe. You need to create that bond and that relationship. And then once you can look at that dog, the environment, and you think about what do I want from this dog, then you can think about what are the best commands to teach? What do I really need to focus on? Right. If you live on a huge piece of property and you know that your dog is probably not going to be on leash very often, then I'm not going to spend tons of time working on leash manners. I will maybe teach the verbal commands that I need so if a leash is attached or not, but I'm not just going to go spend hours on and hours and hours working on leash manners if my dog is hardly ever going to be on a leash. But at the same time, people say, well, you want us to work on off-leash stuff, and I know my dog's never going to be off-leash. Well, he's off-leash more than he's on-leash. But also, even if your dog's never going to be outside of your home off-leash, you still need to teach... Off-leash commands, because accidents happen. So I probably need to do an episode on what are the most important commands that I think to teach dogs. Um, It would be a general, because every dog's situation environment is different. However, just to sum all of this up, in our new course that's on demand online called building relationships not dictatorships. We talk about regardless of what dog comes into your home. We talk about what you need to do what you need to be prepared um, to do and what you need to set up for the dog and we also give you the five actually six because we threw in a bonus top behaviors that we think all dogs should learn when they come into the home. And this is for safety purposes, for uh, management purposes, and to help the dog learn how to regulate emotions and just kind of get comfortable with the routine. So if you have a new dog, then you can take our course, Building Relationships, Not Dictatorships, and learn all those things that we think are important for a dog when they come into a new home. Now, it doesn't cover puppy stuff as far as housebreaking and those things. Type of issue. So, this is more of adolescence and up, but puppy owners can absolutely get a lot out of this because a lot of the behaviors that we talk about teaching, we do teach to our puppies. So, you can get on dogspeak101.com and get that on demand. And you have three months to watch that and learn and practice and do all of those wonderful things. So, I hope that if you have a dog that you brought in over Christmas, congratulations. just please make sure that you are not um, overwhelming that dog, that you're giving a dog a chance to decompress, you're giving the dog a chance to get to know his environment, and to know that this is where they're going to be, and that this is not just another temporary stop um, on this thing called life. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions, reach out to us. And if you have listener questions, please send those in because we're going to try to do those once a month. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. And I can't wait to see you guys face to face, whether it's over the computer or it's an in-person seminar, workshop, or private lessons, um, Zoom consults. We are here for you for whatever you need. Uh, So hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the week and having a great start to your new year.